Welcome back to the Michigan Business Beat, brought to you on the Michigan Business Network. I'm Chris Holman. In our downtown studios, we're going to run out to the campus of MSU, Michigan State University. We're going to spend a little time with Dr. Jamie Monson. She's a uh, professor in the Department of History and director of the African Studies Center at Michigan State University. Also chair of the Board of Chinese in Africa, Africans in China Research Network. We're going to find out what that is and how it works. And of course, Jennifer Wargo, Deputy Director, Office of China Programs at Michigan State University. Ladies, welcome to the show. It's good to have you here. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here. All right. Tell, you, uh, Jennifer, let's start with you and just tell me a little bit about the, the Office of Chinese Programs. Yes. So as you mentioned, I'm the deputy director for the Office of China Programs at Michigan State University, and we really seek to be the China resource for MSU. And so for any unit or department on campus that needs help, you know, doing work in China or making connections, we've, that's, that's sort of our goal. And so some of it's educational programming and outreach, some of it is building partnerships. And some of that is um, also since the pandemic been a lot of student support and student services. So we do sort of a whole wide range of things. But in this case, we were helping with an educational program about uh, U.S.-China-Africa relations. And it was a great one. We're going to get to it in just a second. But we want Jamie Monson to kind of clear up what she does as, as the director of African Studies uh, Center at, uh, at MSU. Tell us a little bit about your job. Yes, thank you. My job is similar to the the work that Jennifer does. Uh, we're a federally funded African Studies Center. We're called a National Resource Center and it's really our job to support the production of knowledge about Africa, but especially the sharing of knowledge around Michigan. We, we have programs for teachers, community college teachers, um, all kinds of programs on campus, of course. Uh, and in addition to that work as a researcher, um, I've studied the history of Africa-China engagement. Um, I happen to speak both Swahili and Mandarin, although my Mandarin is rustier than my Swahili. So, uh, in my work, I, I'm a person who uh, attempts to bridge the, the worlds of African studies and also Chinese studies. But my role at MSU is to promote African studies here in Michigan and around the country. Well, you, I don't know how you picked two of the most difficult languages on the planet, but you certainly did. Um, let, you know, let's dwell on this for just a second, because have you ever seen anywhere in the history the relationship between China and Africa be as active as it is right now? It hasn't been as active in terms of the scale and speed, but it has been very dynamic at different times in history, um, especially in the 1960s when African countries became independent, but all the way back to uh, really the 10th and 11th centuries, there have been connections between Africa and China. Yeah, it's pretty uh, pretty amazing. We don't think in those terms, but they have been trade and cultural exchange partners for a long time. Um, let, uh, Jennifer, let's go back to you because recently you, uh, your Global Business Club uh, here in Mid Michigan just just had a big event. Tell us about that. Yes, so we partnered with the African Studies Center and uh, with many of Jamie's connections, actually, Dr. Monson's connections, to host an event called Africa China U.S. Triangle. What you should know today. And it was a very, you know, kind of broad event in terms of we invited six panelists, all from very diverse backgrounds. Um, some have a background in journalism, for example, others are politicians, others are academics and with experience in business. Um, in this event, really, we asked them to say what, from their perspectives, what were the 
the most important things that people should know today about U.S.-China-Africa relations. And, and Jamie, give me a little bit of that. What are some of the most important things? Well, I think one of the important things is that Africans would like to be seen as agents, as um, leaders in their own right, not just uh, sort of the, the, the land that China and the U.S. fights over. Uh, they want to be full partners and they want to have multiple partners. Africa's huge, so many different countries. It can't just be summarized in, in, in the word Africa. And uh, really having multiple partners gives them more um, empowerment to pick partners that are suitable for their different domestic needs. And so I think for me, that was one of the biggest takeaway. China has some things to offer. The U.S. has some things to offer. African leaders would like to be able to take from from all the partners in the world, the things that really um, advance their interests. No, I think that was great. That was a point that really stuck with me uh, being on this, this Zoom, Zoom conference. Um, either one of you uh, can, can pipe up. Tell me about the importance and the realization that higher institutions of education are crucial to this mission. Jen, let's start with you. I think that, you know, I really would defer to Dr. Monson because it is so key to have this, the, the researchers in the field playing a, a role of, you know, education is from my perspective and helping bridge that gap. Yeah. And I would say, you know, in some of these areas that there's a lot of um, excitement and, and they're what we call hot topics, there can be a kind of jump to conclusion sometimes, or even a politicization of issues that are more complex and I think especially for business people, it's important to get the facts, um, get the evidence and make data-driven decisions, even among you know, the hype. And the politics are part of, as, as, as we were just saying, politics can be part of the challenge for businesses, the political environment. Um, but I think higher education institutions, I, I would hope, can objectively collect evidence and data and make it available um, so that people in business and, and government can, can make good decisions based on that data. Well, um, yeah. I have to tell you, I, I have made inquiries more than once, and I think it's, it behooves the business community to know you're there and, and getting us the objective view and perspective that we need. Thanks so much for putting this on. And ladies, thanks for joining us today, Dr. Jamie Monson and uh, Jennifer Wargo, both in uh, foreign departments at MSU. Thanks so much for being part of this. Thanks for having us. Thank All you. Right. You've been watching the Michigan Business Beat on the Michigan Business Network. I'm Chris Holman. Stick around. There's a lot ahead.